The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, episode 38, entitled Two Ways to Skip Niching Down for Your Consulting, Coaching, Speaker, or Trainer Personal Brand. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you position, pitch, and profit from your brand. I believe the chaos and confusion around what branding is, why it matters for your business, and how to translate your brand into profit leads to overspending on marketing, underperforming businesses, and overwhelmed leaders. Stay tuned to discover how to position your brand in the market, pitch your business with purpose, and profit from a life-giving brand that blesses you and your customers. Welcome to this episode of the Brand Ed Podcast. We are going to tackle a very popular, sensitive topic. You have probably heard, if you're a personal brand, like a coach, consultant, speaker, or trainer, you've heard the phrase, the riches are in the niches. The riches are in the niches. I want to ask, is that true? Do you have to niche down to successfully position your consulting, coaching, speaker, trainer, maybe you're an author, your personal brand? Do you have to niche down to successfully position yourself in the marketplace? Also, I want to let you know up front, I've got an exciting announcement at the end of this episode, so make sure you tune in to the end of the episode to hear that announcement. So let's jump into today's topic. We've spent the last several episodes talking about positioning your personal brand business. If you're a consultant or a coach or a speaker author, trainer, course creator, thought leader, any of those folks in those spaces, those are crowded spaces. So we need to position ourselves so that we stand out in a crowded, noisy marketplace. Part of the challenge, particularly if you're beginning, is how in the world do you do that? How do you position yourself? So we introduced the three P's of positioning. Number one, you need clarity around the people you serve. The people you serve. That was P number one. Number two, you need clarity around the problem you solve and the product you offer. The problem that you solve and how are you going to productize that, put that in a product, whether that's a course, teaching, training, one-on-one consulting, However, that is. What problem are you trying to solve? And then the third P that we looked at was you need clarity around the process that you use. The people you serve, the problem that you solve for them, and the process that you use to solve that problem. That's where we've been. And a common struggle is oftentimes in that first P. Do I have to nail down exactly the people that my brand or business serves? This is often a sticky point. Lots of coaches and consultants, and I feel your pain, believe me, struggle with how do I nail down 
the people, when what I do can work for a large number of different people, different business types, different verticals in the marketplace, different uh, f- different people in different stages of life, whether that's career, personal, you just say, hey, what I'm solving, man, it, it could work for this person or this person or this person or this person. Do I have to nail that down? Do I have to be specific about the people that my business serves in my positioning? And part of that struggle and challenge comes from the fact that you've heard the advice uh, ringing loud and clear, the riches are in the niches, some version of that that says, look, if you want to take yourself seriously, your personal brand and your business, you're just going to have to niche down. That's just a fact. And what I want to look a little bit at today is to say that is true, but there are two ways at least two ways you can skip niching down on the people question. There are two ways you can skip that to some degree. I'm saying that a little tongue in cheek, but let's let's look at what those two ways are. Remember, we've said you need clarity around the three P's, the people you serve, the problem that you solve, and the process that you use. You can skip to some degree niching down on the people question, getting clarity around who exactly you serve. You can get, you can skip that in one of two ways. The first way you can skip that to some degree, again, I'm saying that a little tongue in cheek, but you don't have to major on that is number one, when the, the, based on the power of your process, and your problem based on the power of your process and your problem. What do I mean? The power of your process and problem. The stronger your process is, that's how you do it. So if you have your own framework, if you have a unique process that you use in your personal brand business, so your consulting practice, you're a, you help people sell, you're using, you know, a particular framework that you've developed. Okay, that's the that's the answer to your process piece. Well, how do you teach folks online sales? Well, I've got a unique process or framework I developed. So the stronger your process is and the more precision you have around the problem that your personal brand solves, right, from those three Ps. So we're talking about two out of the three Ps. When your process is really, really strong and unique, and when the problem that you solve, when you have a real sense of precision around there, when those two things align, then that affords you the ability to be a little less specific on the people that you serve, the first of the three Ps that we talked about in positioning your personal brand. When your process is really strong and the problem that you solve is very, very precise, then you can be a little less specific. Let me give you some examples, and this will probably make sense to you. Example number one would be something like the, you you may have heard of the story brand messaging framework from Donald Miller 
and the great folks over there that came up with the story brand messaging framework. So that's a process. The story brand messaging framework is a very specific, unique process that they developed. And it is a framework for anyone who needs clarity or needs to clarify their marketing message. So notice there's the combination of a really strong process. It's their unique story brand framework and a very precise problem. That is, hey, I don't know how to clarify my marketing message. I need to clarify that marketing message. So you've got two really strong answers, a strong process that's very unique to them and a very precise and very real, you might even say popular problem. And that is, I have no idea what to say in my my marketing message. I have no idea how to frame it. I don't know how to craft it. I don't have any idea. Okay, so that's an example where if you if you track at all with StoryBrand in the past, you would have seen them give examples from kind of all over the place. Brick and mortar businesses. Yes, the process will help solve that problem if you're a brick and mortar business and you need clarity for your marketing message. If you're a a larger, you know, medium-sized brand or business, yes, it will work for you. If you're in any number of different marketing or or sales spaces, uh, you have an online uh, business. If you're a consulting firm, anything like that, yes, the process, the story brand messaging framework, their process. If you've got, if you lack clarity for your marketing message, that will work for you also. They're going to say it's going to work for nonprofits. They're going to say it's going to work for churches. So they kind of turn down the volume. They get to a point where they can turn down the volume on exactly who because the process is so strong, it's so unique in combination with the problem that is very precise, the problem they're going after. And it happens to be a very sensitive pain point by all those different groups of people. So to some degree, they can skip a little bit about saying this is, you know, who is StoryBrand for? It's specifically for small to medium-sized brick-and-mortar businesses. They don't have to say that. They don't have to say this is specifically our business serves online entrepreneurs. They don't have to get that specific on the first P, that is, who does your business serve? So hopefully that makes sense. Let me give you two more examples. Maybe another example could be something like Seth Godin's Ship It Framework. There was a popular book or a PDF that he wrote a while back where he is promoting, like, don't get all caught up in the pursuit of perfection. If you have something you want to launch, you know, ship it. That's So he built a framework around that. You can still today go download that journal and... And so the the process that he has developed is very unique. The journal just contains some prompts and questions that's going to help you get from, you know, idea or ideation to actually getting something out there on the market. 
So it's a very strong process and it's a very precise problem. I have something I want to launch that's been rattling around in my brain. It's it's gotten stuck. So there's a strong process and a very precise problem. So who does that work for? Well, anyone who wants to launch anything so that they can dial down maybe the precision or the volume on answering the people question because the process is very, very strong and the problem is very, very precise and specific across a broad range of people, right? Across a very large audience, but it's very, very particular. Okay, so that's a second example. A third example, somewhat similar, might be Jeff Walker's product launch formula. He he really built a whole brand and business starting with his product launch formula. I literally just glanced at the website. This is really uh, verbiage from his home page. So this isn't drilled down to the product launch formula page. This is just at the top of you know, Jeff Walker's homepage, when he talks about the product launch formula, he says it's a system that has been used by thousands of entrepreneurs in hundreds of different niches and markets to create hugely successful businesses. Okay, so he's spoken a little bit to the people, but he hasn't narrowed that down very much at all. Right? In fact, he says specifically, it's been used in hundreds of different niches. But what he does have is a very strong, clear process, right? His product launch formula is a process, and it addresses a very, very specific, precise problem stated very clear so you know what that problem is. And it's, like I said, it's a very sensitive, high pain point problem that he happens to solve. The combination of those two helps someone fill in the blank, helps someone reading or that comes across that brand fill in the people blank. Is this for me? Well, anyone that wants to wants clarity on their marketing message is going to say, yes, story brand is for me. Anyone who's trying to get a product off the ground might say, Seth Godin, you know, his ship it framework. Yep. This is for me or Jeff Walker's product launch formula or something else that he does. Yes, this is for me. So that is one way that you can skip the niche riches are in the niches. If you have a super strong process, that's really, really clear and relatable. Strong process doesn't mean necessarily you you're the only one that thinks it's strong, nor does it mean you came up with, you know, you've coined a really cool catchphrase or title for your process. That doesn't make it strong necessarily. But if you've got a really strong, clear process that's easy to communicate and you pair that up with a really precise, painful problem that can be true of lots of different businesses, people, brands, nonprofit, you know. A, a, a real wide range, then you can dial down the the niching down on on people to some degree. I, I still don't think you can absolutely get rid of it, even in Jeff Walker's example, right? 
he mentions entrepreneurs and successful businesses. He doesn't say anything about nonprofits, etc. So there's usually still, you, you have to speak to it some, you just not may have to put as much weight on it as you would if you said, who does my business serves? It serves uh, educators pivoting into professional careers or uh, corporate folks pivoting into their first you know, personal brand as a consultant or something like that. It doesn't have to get that specific. So that's number one. That's one of the two ways you can, again, tongue in cheek, skip niching down. You're still technically niching down. The process and the, prob- the process you have and the problem you solve are stated so clearly that they are in effect helping people figure out, is this the line I need to stand in? Almost like one of those, I don't know if you've ever been to a game. Uh, I, we have a you know university kind of in our backyard. We've gotten to know a few of the student athletes from time to time. They give us tickets. You walk up to the game, like a football game, and you've got to figure out, am I standing in the right line? Is this the will call line? Is this the will call line for student tickets? And is this the one for home athletes or the visiting away athletes? So your your process and and your problem can kind of help clarify those lines for people so they can self-select. So you're really kind of still answering the people question in your positioning. You just your the the process and the problem are so strong that folks can self-select, they can reckon they can fill in the blank easily. Okay? Number uh, oh, excuse me, before we jump to number 2. Let me uh, tell you, uh, here's a few tricks for when you say, well, that's me. I I solve a problem for lots and lots of different kinds of folks. If you were in, you know, having something to do with physical health or, or holistic health, right? Who is that for? Well, it's for lots of different folks, right? That could be a professional, that could be someone in their 50s, someone in their 20s, that could be aimed at families, that could be aimed at individuals, that could be for a small business, like provide holistic health for your own business, right? You could aim that at lots of lots of folks. That's why it gets frustrating for some people to say, you're telling me my only option is to niche down on the people. Okay, if your process and your problem are clear, like we've stated, here are here you've seen this verbiage before. You say, you know, uh, this works for people such as fill in the blank, such as doctors, lawyers, bankers, right? And you sprinkle in a variety of some of the people that this serves. Or you'll see this works for anyone from this to that, right? From from uh from starting from those starting their careers all the way to those ready to retire from their careers or you you'll see the phrase you know maybe it's uh, uh, under the tagline you know for for mindset coaches for leadership consultants or for you know f- fill in the blank so those are some like phrases that you'll see they're usually maybe a little further down in the sales or marketing copy. They're not, you know, a heading level one. Maybe they're in bold. Maybe they're under a larger heading where they say, 
you know, this works for folks such as this, or this works for anyone from this to that, or this works for blank and blank and blank. And that's where you sprinkle in and answer a little bit of the people question, but but like the volumes turn down a little bit. Okay. Before I get to the second way that you can skip that, let me mention kind of a tension or a challenge around this. So if you go, okay, good, that's me. I don't have to niche down. The there's a tension to, yeah, but are you this candidate? The kind of, that we mentioned in the examples. Are you the kind of candidate that can, I don't want you just to avoid the positioning around the people that you serve just because it's difficult or hard. That's not the reason to do this. So here is a kind of a tension when this, when, when this happens. If you get, if you, if your problem is, is the way that you state it is kind of generic, general, it's not real specific right? So what do you, what's the problem that you solve? Well, I'm a consultant. I help people get unstuck. Okay. That's so vague that, that, that for me, that doesn't count. You don't fit into this first, first excuse, first way to skip niching down. If you say, you know, I help folks achieve breakthrough. Again, that's very generic. It's not specific enough. I help people find, you know, success or happiness or hope or whatever through my coaching or consulting or through my courses or through my, you know, meditation process that I lead people through, whatever that is. So my process is this unique meditation process I've developed. It helps people find inner peace and happiness for the first time. What kinds of people? Well, anyone on planet Earth, see that it's just not precise enough. So I would I would say you need to go back to the drawing board. You you can't avoid niching down on the people if that's all you can say about the problem or pain, you know, that you that you your business solves. If you say something like the the primary problem I solve is I help folks increase online sales. And then I pressed you on for what group of people do you do that for? Well, that can that can work for like anybody, anybody that's trying to sell anything online. That's, again, I would say, based on my experience, way too vague. You're going to have to niche down on the people. You're going to have to answer the people. You don't get a pass on the people if that's if that's the way you're stating the problem that you solve. Okay, so part of the challenge with this is you think you're specific, but the your your problem is not precise enough. It's often too vague. And then here's the next challenge that goes with that. When you try to okay, okay, well, I'll get more specific on my problem. One of the ways that you do that is oftentimes you end up identifying people. You end up answering the people question while you're trying to get more clarity around the problem that you solve. So you say, instead of just, I help people get unstuck, maybe you say, I help, well, no, not just anybody. I I actually help leaders get unstuck. Okay, well, you've started, that's still very vague, but you've at least started to answer the people question. So sometimes it can be hard to do this without you, as you're trying to get more specific, you know, I help people with their online sales, 
what kinds of people? Well, well, particularly those, I mean, the ones I've helped recently are, are some some folks that are trying to start, you know, our Shopify business. Okay, well, in your specificity of the problem that you solve, I help people start their Shopify business and, and you know, use a process that gives them a very clear sales process for their team from day one. Okay, well, you've just narrowed down your people in in doing that. So that that's a tension or a challenge with this first one is it I find it's pretty rare that you're one of those examples that I mentioned. Right? It's pretty rare that your process is so powerful and unique and that your problem is stated so precisely that people can self-select. It's pretty rare. Oftentimes you'll see those that can do that like they a, they're sometimes they're just really smart. <laughs> they're just smarter than the rest of us. Sometimes it's just a matter of timing in the marketplace. They just matched it up perfectly, right? So the problem that they said they solve happened to be hugely popular. You know, lots of folks were aware of that pain. You know, it was just a match made in heaven with, with the circumstances in the and where the market is. For the rest of us that maybe aren't that lucky or fortunate, you you may not be able to say, okay, uh, kind of excuse number one of why I can skip niching down. That's me. That may disqualify you right there. But it is worth noting if you have a really powerful process and a really precise problem, you can turn down the people volume a little bit because folks can then self-select. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, what's the second way, maybe kind of second excuse you can use to skip niching down for your consulting, coaching, speaker, trainer, author, personal brand? I would say the second way you can do that is around the popularity of your platform, the popularity of of your platform. So if you're one of these folks that just has the God-given ability to be a magnet. People just seem to flock around you, follow you wherever you go. You, you, without even thinking about it, you've always been able to draw a crowd. It's probably something you noticed from a young age or someone else pointed out. It's so natural to you. You don't notice it, but others have pointed out. this. Sometimes you can visibly or physically see this at like a conference back when we used to have conferences before the pandemic. There are just some people at that conference, whether sometimes whether they're a speaker or not, but you just look up and in kind of those in-between moments when people are networking, meet, meet other folks, there's always a crowd around that person. So if you're super magnetic, and they, these would be folks that, you know, nowadays are called influencers, even some of those social media influencers. I don't know if you maybe you look at some of them. I come across some of them and I'm like. I'm not sure what makes them special, but clearly. They have won people's attention. They are able to influence whether I like it or not. Right. The facts, the data is there. The facts are in. So. The popularity of your platform can can do this for you. And then number two, and this is probably not most of us, right? if you just happen to be either famous 
or you're just really, really well connected. So if you're famous, if you have some sort of fame or celebrity status, let's say you were a famous, you know, fairly famous musician. Well, you could potentially start a consulting business to talk about how you're going to help artists break into the industry and you might not have to talk about the the artist like hey I have a unique process that gets you in front of decision makers you don't say this has anything to do with the music industry I have a unique process to get you in front of decision makers when uh, what's the problem that you solve uh, you know getting your message in front of the right person the, the right decision maker and I have this unique process I developed. Well, if you're like celebrity, you may not even have to answer, well, who who is this for though? Is this for artists? Is this for musicians? Is this for folks out in Hollywood? Is this for folks kind of in place of a PR agent? Or is this for me? I have a Shopify site or I'm a coach or consultant or I'm in mid-management somewhere. They can skip that step because their fame has given them a platform where people will just listen and line up and buy, not because the the famous person as a personal brand has said, this is who my business is for. This is the people I'm going to serve. And they may or may not be all that precise. They're usually is right. They're going to have access to folks. They're going to help them with their positioning. But it can be someone also, maybe if, maybe you're not famous, but maybe you're like super connected, right? So you've served in an industry, you're an industry leader. Let's say you, here, here are a couple of places you see this. Let me give you a couple of examples of this. Surely you've seen the uptick in like celebrity podcasters. Literally thinking off the top of my head, uh, Kevin Hart, I believe, has a podcast out now. Uh Dak, what's his name, has a great podcast out now. Uh, Conan O'Brien has a podcast out now. Two of the ladies from the, the TV show The Office have a podcast out now. It's very easy for them to take their existing kind of fame and platform. And I don't think Conan O'Brien had to go do a bunch of audience. Re- Maybe he did. It sure doesn't come across that way. He just like flipped the switch and said, we're going to do a podcast. He already had a humongous platform, and it's really, really successful. So that that's one example of, if you're famous, you can skip the whole, well, who is this for positioning piece? Because you already have a platform and, and an audience that is already committed to following you. The, the other example would be, if you just happen to be really, really connected, maybe you're you know, you're related to someone famous, but more more likely you've served in an industry for a really, really long time. So let's say you're the CEO of, you know, three successful companies, an like entrepreneur CEO that sold, you know, two different companies on Shark Tank and one over here. And so you're not famous in the in the celebrity sense, but you're you're really well connected because you've been in a leader in some sort of industry, you're a CEO, and then you pivot out to your own personal brand. There's a couple of guys, for example, from Disney that have done that. They've kind of retired from Disney and spun off really into the personal brand space. So you can do that without necessarily clarifying, well, 
what what group of people do you serve because your your network or your connections or your fame or your platform just helps you kind of bypass that it's not necessary for the rest of us normal humans i i still think that's that's just not us so we're going to have to tell people what group of people does this serve because people when they're on a lookout to see if you can help them they want to know am i a fit do you help you know with my problem my kind of person so those those are two of the ways you can skip it hopefully you hear that and you go okay well that seems that's a pretty rare crowd yes i would agree that's why we didn't start here it's true uh another example even if you take someone like donald miller he's done a great job of building up his business but he he came into it starting with some platform because he was a new york times best selling author so for most of us these two ways to skip it they actually don't apply to us. So the riches are still in the niches. But there are some of you who very well could be listening and you can say, okay, I can dial down the people a little bit. I don't have to get as precise because my process is really clear and powerful. And and the problem that I speak to is really precise and everyone's going to know if they're a fit for this. Just make sure you get some outside perspective on that. You're not self-delusional thinking. Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to niche down around a certain group of people. Okay, so the power of your process and problem can be a way where you don't have to niche down as much on the people. Or if it just so happens that your super magnetic personality can give you a platform rather quickly, or you already have a platform, right? You're famous or connected in some sense, and you're shifting over to consulting or coaching or speaker or trainer or author business and thought leadership business, and you 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 already have a built-in platform. So you already have, you somewhat have already answered the people question because people are already following you. Okay, so hopefully that helps you go, okay, so I still need to address the people question. We'll talk a little bit more about that. How do I get around? If I serve a diverse group of people, how do I do that? And it usually is in maybe a little bit more of that kind of tagline version. The The other thing that we'll take a look at in a future episode is you may need to set up some different entry points or different front doors. One one, each aimed at those different group of people that your personal brand serves. And that's another way you can do it so you're not confusing folks. Okay, Because if you say you're for everybody, then nobody thinks they're for you. Another way uh, I've said it when it comes to like writing, uh, communicating, copywriting, right? You don't want to speak to somebody. You don't want to speak to anybody. You want to speak to one body. You want to be speaking to one primary person. So that's why uh, we still need to wrestle with that. The three P's of positioning, the people you serve, the problem you solve, and the process you use. For most of us, it's when those three things come together that we begin to get a strong positioning in the marketplace. 
All right, now let's turn our attention to the exciting announcement that I mentioned up at the top of the episode. You're going to be excited about some cool things coming up for the Brand Ed podcast. I'm going to be trying and exploring a few new things, a few new ways to to get you informed and excited. So one of the things I'm going to start, and we're just going to try this out. We're going to try this out together. I'm going to call it the Brand Ed Bullet, the Brand Ed Bullet. This is going to be a much shorter episode, probably five to 10 minutes. And I'm going to start with what I call four fast Friday wins. So it would release on a Friday. It's going to be really short. And I'm just going to give you four quick wins. That'd be something to go check out. It would be something personal. It would be a a tip around a question that a, a client or somebody has asked me, and it would be something for you to kind of chew on or think about. I call it my four Fast Friday Wins. That's the Brand Ed Bullet. I'm also going to release some episodes that I'll call Dissenting Opinions. You know how in the Supreme Court, something goes to the Supreme Court, several of the judges will will decide one way, and then someone will write the dissenting opinion where they said, I didn't agree, but I wasn't the majority. Here's my dissenting opinion. I want to do that and wrestle through some of the common suggestions, teaching tips, approaches that are out there, and, and at least ask the question, is that the whole truth? Or is there more to the story? Is there another way to look at this? Are there exceptions to that? That will be dissenting opinions. The third one, this one I'm also excited about, I'm going to call it the Brand Ed Brainstorm. Okay, these are all going to drop in the same feed, so don't worry about, like, you don't have to subscribe to anything else. You just may see a few more episodes drop, and some of them may be in shorter format. So the Brand Ed Brainstorm, it also will probably be a real short format, and that's just going to be the home where, again, we'll try it out, where I'm going to just drop some crazy what-if, like, anything-goes ideas for you to think about or try in your business. I tend to collect a lot of ideas. I'm like an idea collector. I tend to be a problem solver. I tend to be able to generate new ideas like you could try this or you could try this or you could try this. This is going to be a home for me to say, hey, some of these may be crazy, but some of these may be a really good fit for you. Go try this. This may not be what everybody's doing, but let, let everyone zig and let's zag together. So let's go try this. So that's going to be the brand ad brainstorm. Last thing, got some exciting interviews coming up. We'll be talking to Mary Valoni. She's a consultant and speaker and fantastic friend. And then another episode dropping very soon is going to be an interview with another good friend, Dwayne Zingali. He's a marketer. He's a funnel builder. He is a movement maker. We had a great conversation. So keep your eyes out on the podcast. There's more coming your way. And let me know what you think as some of these new uh, ideas and kind of uh, feeds drop. The Brand Ed Brainstorm, the Brand Ed Bullet coming out this Friday. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. 